All right, this is me forewarning you, Slay Nation. Grab a pen, paper. You're probably going to want to listen to this episode several times. There is so much information chalked in here in such a short amount of time. It's it's pretty insane. Our next guest is Julie Ciardi. She is a business and mindset coach, but she has like 20 years of experience in sales and marketing. She used to work at IBM for 20 years. She has launched several businesses. She is highly successful, and we deep dive into what people are missing when it comes to marketing and sales in their own business. Like she broke this thing down into a formula, okay? Comprehensive formula. And she's even nice enough to share with us some of her PDFs that help you analyze your own business so that you can start implementing the things that we talk about in this podcast. Now, if you want that PDF that we're gonna give to you, definitely hop on over to So She Slays. Sign up for our newsletter because it's going straight to anybody who has access to our newsletter, okay? Anybody who has access to our newsletter, you will get whatever PDF that she sends us. I mean, it's gold. I cannot wait for y'all to sit back and listen to this. Hey, Slay Nation, it's your host, Heather. I'm back with another episode of the So She Slays podcast. And today I have Julie CRD with me. She is a business and mindset coach with 20 years of experience in marketing and sales. I mean, I know that I can probably sit here and pick your brain for, you know, more than just like 20 to 30 minutes, which is how long this podcast is going to take. But... (laughs) Um, I really think we're going to dive deep into this mystery of sales and marketing and why it works for some and then doesn't seem to work for others. But before we get started, go ahead and intro yourself. Yes. Oh, Heather, thank you so much for having me. Like I said, I'm Julie Ciardi. I spent 20 years in marketing and sales at IBM, a company I think most people know. Uh, And when I was there, when I, I really left after 20 years even though for 20 years, I had the nudge inside of me to go and become an entrepreneur. So for all those listening, keep following your soul, follow that inner guide. If there's one regret I have, it's that I could go back and have left earlier, but it was a little different scene back then. We didn't have the online space that we have now. And this is probably one of the best times on the planet to be creating a business. So I just stick with it. But yeah, I spent 20 years at IBM. When I left, I was vice president of marketing and sales for one of their divisions. I left and started my own business, which I'm now a business and mindset coach. As you said, I have my own podcast called the Ignite Her Mind podcast. And my jam is to really help women in the beginning phases. It's where my heart is because I also know that is the hardest part of starting and growing a business is in those initial phases, landing the first clients, getting, you know, your revenue consistent and growing. And that's where my heart is. And that's where I tend to focus my attention and where my clients are. Yeah. Okay. So that is totally setting us up for today's topic. Um, I really want to get down into, you know, the truth about marketing and sales. I feel like everybody has their own strategy. Everybody has the thing that works for them. And then sometimes like entrepreneurs are just like, I just got to find that thing. I just got to find that one thing that works. And it's so mystifying. And how the heck, you know, I mean, how does marketing and strategy seem to work for 
some entrepreneurs and then for other entrepreneurs, it is a complete struggle bus. Yeah. And I want to kind of break it down into two parts. I want to talk about really kind of marketing and sales from a just a pure business standpoint. And then let's get into why for some people, the same market, they'll do the same marketing strategy or they'll try the same sales strategy. And for some entrepreneurs, it'll work and for others, it won't. Right. So we'll kind of break it down into two, two pieces. So here's what I can tell you. Having spent 20 years in the corporate world, I have my MBA. I have a very, very long history in business. When I left the corporate world, I actually started a brick and mortar business to begin with. And then I sold that and exited it and went into coaching. And here's what was just surprising to me. What's being taught in the online space is missing some of the core principles of business. And what I can tell you is that having, you know, been pretty successful at IBM to I my brick and mortar business. We got that. I got that. I always say we, I got that to six figures in less than four months of opening the doors to that boutique and then went on to, you know, create a seven figure coaching business, very wildly different businesses. And mm -hmm. what I was surprised when I started to try to find mentors and coaches and people to help me in the, in the online space, they were just missing some of the core ingredients that really I used in a Fortune 50 company to a small local brick and mortar business to an online coaching business. And what's missing, it's kind of like when we think about marketing, one, people think of it in a very linear way. Mm. It's like, all right, I'm going to post. And then hopefully it's got, someone's going to, you know, take the call to action from the post and then, you know, kind of, you know, the, I'm going to make the sale. And it's just so linear and it just doesn't work that way. And so what I find is that the one of the big missing pieces that we used to do this at IBM, which is so funny, right? This big company. It's this very important word, word called nurture. Okay. So it's when we think of marketing, right? It's about, yes, bringing your message in front of the right people so that they end up buying your product or working with you, right? I mean, that's the that's the gist of marketing. However, people don't, unless it's like a pair of boots or a pair of jeans that are coming across your Instagram, you know, they're like, I have to have these. Most people are selling things that it might take a bit of time to get someone to know you, trust you, right? Kind of what we think of when we think of personal brands and having a brand, but you actually have to have a strategy around that. You have to understand how people buy. People are going to maybe see something from you, but they're not quite ready to take that leap, right? Here's the big thing. This is a big, this is uh, something I think is really important for people to understand. People do not buy your product or service. They buy belief, especially services based entrepreneurs, right? They cannot see your product. It's a service. It's your coaching. It's your, you know, whatever your service might be. They can't see it. So the only way they're going to give you money is if they believe that what's on the other side of giving you the money is going to give them the result that they're looking for. Mm. So you're actually marketing your whole, the whole goal is to get someone to believe authentically, right? And with integrity, believe that you have the answer to their problem, that you can help them get the result. So people buying belief, that does take a little bit of time and it's usually not linear. And so when you're thinking about your marketing strategy, you want to think about it. I like to think about it in two components, okay? Two ways. One, lead generation. 
And I think that's where a lot of the online marketing world lands is got to get new leads, got to get yeah. new leads, yeah. got to list, list build and get new leads, right? Yes, you do. But there's another step and it's called nurture. Mm -hmm. You want a new lead generation strategy, and then you want a nurture strategy. And the way I like to sum up nurture, it's like, you've got to love on your clients before they pay you a dollar. You've got to, you've got to treat them like clients before they pay you a dollar. Yes. I think all entrepreneurs, they can't wait to work with the clients, right? Like I can't wait to be working with my clients and whether it's coaching. Girl, or you know, it's the money. Like half of us are just like, we need the money. Like we want the money, right? But you're also, you're doing something that you're probably like excited about doing. So you, you're getting the money. It's, but the hardest part is getting the clients, getting the customers, right? And yeah. so you've got to fall in love with your clients before they start working with you, you have to fall in love with this idea of my job to make money is to do new lead generation and then nurture these people. You have to be creating a relationship before someone will buy from you for most things that we're selling. You know, products are a little different because people can see it, right? They can see it and they can mm -hmm. feel it. But if you're selling services, that nurture component is everything. But let's be honest, your favorite stores nurture you in your email, right? Email is a wonderful nurture strategy. So let me break it down. So there's two parts of marketing. People just okay. think linear, new lead, new lead generation, and then you want to nurture them. And I like to think of it this way. When it comes to new lead generation, you're going to do two things for new lead generation. Pick your online platform that's yours. So it could be Instagram, it could be LinkedIn, right? Whatever it may be. And then pick what I call an OPA, other people's audience, OPA, other people's audience. You need to also then get in front of other people's audience, like a podcast. You can go guest on podcasts. You can go guest in someone's mastermind. You can, you know, do a joint Instagram live, whatever it might be that where you can get in front of other people's audience, because guess what they've already done? They've created that nurture. You're getting the fast pass. Uh getting that fast pass, right? So you're coming into that warm, nurtured environment already. And you're coming in with the trust of that person, right? That is um, bringing you into their audience. So when you think of new leads, just break it down simple. You want to be able to have your own platform of some kind, right? Your own, your own platform for new leads. And then you want to just have another OPA and other people's audience strategy. So that's new leads. Keep it simple, right? But pick and then repeat. Mm. Don't try to do everything. This is one of the mistakes I see. Oh, Instagram. Well, now I should try LinkedIn. And when someone else said I should go over here on this platform, and maybe I should try this. It's, it's we're, we're diluting our efforts, right? So you really want to pick that platform that's yours. Pick your strategy for OPA, your other people's audience. That's your new lead strategy. But then you need to bring them somewhere. So let's say you're going to be a guest on a podcast, right? Like I'm guesting on your podcast right yes. now. Great. So in front of another person's audience, now what though, right? Like how are you going to bring them into your world and nurture them? And I think that in the online entrepreneur space, it's kind of been like kind of one path and that's email, right? Everyone's yeah. like, nurture on you, email. I mean, I feel like social media is kind of getting there too, but I feel like I mean, because so she slays has slay AF creative studios, which we take care of a whole bunch of social media stuff for other people. Um, but 
I do find that a lot of people kind of sleep on the power of it and two, are not using it to your like full potential and three, really um, have no idea what they're doing. <laughs> well, and you know what too, is that, and, and you're also at the mercy of the algorithm. So at the end of the day, I think at best, what is it like nine, 10% of people that have already chosen to follow you, right? They made that, they, I say every step someone takes with you is a yes. So the moment someone even hits follow on Instagram, that's a yes. That's a big, that's a yes. Mm -hmm. But even then they're like what? 90% of the people that hit follow aren't going to consistently see your content, right? And Instagram's trying to do some things to help with that, which, which is great. But once they go into your email, you're looking, even if people don't open it, they're seeing it. So you have more of like a 90% chance of someone seeing something there. So I'm a big fan of kind of creating this ecosystem for nurture, right? Okay. Great. It's gravy to me if someone's going to see it on Instagram, because I'm very much like about creating nurture content on Instagram, but I also want to make sure they see it. Mm -hmm. So email is a great thing. Having your own podcast can be a phenomenal nurture strategy. So I have my own podcast. That's not a huge new lead generator because they're already listening to me. They're already yeah. a lead, right? But they're, every time I'm creating content on my podcast, I am developing a tighter relationship with my audience, right? With my audience. So it's all about you kind of bringing people off of other people's audience, off of social media, into your world, right? And I like to think of like email and your own podcast or email in your own Facebook group or email and maybe you have created your own community on your own app or something like that. It's about getting into relationship over time, trying to increase the odds that people see your content so that they eventually have belief so that they then buy. And when you do the marketing really well, sales is effortless effortless. What happens on the sales side of things is we're trying to convince someone, but if they already have the belief, we don't need to convince them. Right. So I think that's where a lot of people feel like slimy, right. Is where they have to convince. Yes. And it does feel slimy because if we know right now, we know that people buy when they believe and not a minute before right? So if we're trying to convince someone they don't believe that's not the best energy, right? That does not feel good for anyone. It doesn't feel good for the person trying to sell. And it doesn't feel great for the person that's trying to buy potentially, right? So this, the, people underestimate, I think, the power of marketing. And if you're in business, which I know your listeners are, decide that marketing has got to be one of the most important aspects of your business. It's got to be new lead gen and nurture, and then decide where are you good with what you do? Where do you need to maybe outsource some of that? Bring in some partners if you need to, but if you get that right and you have a system and a framework around that, sales are effortless. They truly, truly are. So I think the biggest mistake that I see is that that nurture component is kind of a second thought and it's actually one of the most important things because especially now more than ever, I mean, as you know, it. I mean, I see yeah. it, I'm, we're inundated, right? We're inundated. And so we will be like, Ooh, shiny object. And we will say, yeah, I want that person's freebie. Ooh, I want to get their newsletter. Oh, I want this. And then we hop on an email list. We forget who they even are. We don't even know. Right. And we, 
we're, we're not really a warm lead then, right? Mm-hmm. There's gotta be a, you've got to come up with the right nurture strategy for your business. That's what's going to help make sales effortless. And I do find that that's kind of a missing piece. We used to do it at IBM. We used to have our new lead generation strategy. We'd have our nurture strategy. And that was the job of the marketing department, which was huge. Yeah. At IBM. yeah. Well, I could imagine. <laughs> right before anything went to a salesperson. Now, when you're an entrepreneur, you're all of the things, right? You're yes. like marketing, you're trying to do sales, but like, it's the same thing. And we would make sure we would never pass a lead to sales in IBM unless they were warmed up, right? Mm-hmm. But we, we haven't really been taught that in the right way in the online marketing space, but it's almost like, don't dare to sell to someone that's not warm. Right. And if you can kind of kind of change your thinking on that, you won't be convincing. You won't feel slimy. You won't feel inauthentic with the selling. So that's my that's my my two cents there. Um, Any questions on that? Because I'd love to kind of know. I mean, like, I think definitely continue. And for the audience that's listening, we're actually going to convert all of uh, your steps into a PDF for you guys to kind of look at and look through. So I will definitely tell you where to go to like download that or like look at that because I think, you know, it's one of those things where you hear it, right? But sometimes you need to see it so that it makes, you know, sense. Uh, so definitely- have for you. I'll send it to you. It's literally, we, we kind of put, I put this framework into an image so that you can actually plug in your strategies and how they connect. I'll send that to you. You can- Yes. Give that yes. to your audience. So All right, audience, stay tuned. And, yeah, you'll see an image and you can, I'm, I'm big visual, right? Big visual person. So really, really important. So it's, it's really, I always say my mindset and marketing go hand in hand, right? And it's so the biggest thing to take away from what I just shared is to start to have the mindset that you're going to love on your clients before they ever pay you a dollar and to start thinking about, so how do I do that? How do I start send, you know, creating content? How do I get them to believe that's my job. I got to get them to believe in an authentic way before they ever buy. Mm-hmm. And if you just start thinking that way, I, I promise you, if you're thinking about your, your dream client and you start asking yourself that question, you're going to start coming up with some good ways to do that. Yes. Okay. So that like leads me into all of these other questions because I yeah. feel like um, with marketing, with this nurturing, with the sales, I mean, every, but I, you're not the first one I've talked to who said like sales is not going to be that hard if you do this marketing thing. Right. But I think the marketing side of things, everybody's just like, okay, now I got to set up an email. Now I have to do, you know, my other people's lists or whatnot. Now, I, now I have to be on social media. And I think it gets so overwhelming. So I know we just listed like several different things that we can do and what we need to make sure we have in order in order to, you know, not feel slimy about our sales and to actually make the sales. But my thing too is like, then how do we manage the marketing amidst actually running a full on business? Wow. Well, you know what? I'm glad you, re- you said this. First of all, overwhelm is a choice. Right. So it's funny. We were talking about, I think before we started about this formula, I actually have it behind me. I have, I'm actually, it's going to be my next tattoo. I created this formula because it, we always go to the action. What do I need to do? What do I need to do? What do I need to do? I mean, guilty right here. Same. That's what we need to do. And I got stuck there too. Here I was 20 years 
successful in IBM, fell flat on my face for 18 months trying to grow a coaching business. Okay. So Ooh. all the, all the, 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 you know, the knowledge in the world, right? Because I kept going, what do I need to do? What do I need to do? And I worked with a coach that changed everything for me. And it was stop asking, what do I need to do? Start asking, who do I need to be? Who do I need to be? What do I need to do so that I can have the business that's successful? Instead, this is what we do. What do I need to do so I can have the business so I can be happy? What do I need to do so I can have the business so I can have money? What? Do I... But what happens is it totally comes from this like negative energy, this negative frequency. You actually have to say, who do I, who do I need to be? Then what am I to do? I'm going to give you an example. So you talked about being overwhelmed and all the things. It's a, it's. I like to think of mindset is not like just this like positive like let's go mindset. No, it is part of your job as an entrepreneur to manage your mindset. And your mindset is your thoughts and feelings. It's both. It's not just your thoughts. It's your feelings. It's it's your attitude. I love to use the word attitude. Right. So our attitude. I think we all get what attitude means. Mm -hmm, right. Mm -hmm. What's your attitude towards email? What's your attitude towards running your business? If it's, oh, like watch just my whole body, right? When they go, oh, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get that email going. I gotta create this. How about, wow, I am so grateful that I can actually email people instead of going door to door because that's actually what people used to do. No way, like I would never have been an entrepreneur back then, right? It's like, it's about, your attitude. I'm going to give you guys a great example. So I, I was coaching a client and she was talking about how she had a big event coming up and she was really trying to get as many people to come to this live event as she could. And so she was in the DMs and messaging a lot of people that she knew, inviting them to come. And it was free. It was a free event. She wasn't even like she was selling anything, right? She was just trying to invite people. She's like, no one came. And I'm like, okay, interesting. So her actions, what she was doing right? The do was doing all the DMs to get people to come to this event. So we know the question I asked her, I said, tell me how you were thinking and feeling while you were sending all of those direct messages. She said, oh, I was like worried. I was bothering them. I was thinking, I hope they don't think I'm trying to sell them something. But I said, that energy came right through all of those DMs. I promise you marketing is magnetic or it's repelling. Mm. And the way that marketing, that's why this is like the secret of why do some entrepreneurs have success on Instagram? Some don't. Why do some have success on email? Some don't. What they all work. Every strategy that anyone could come in here and teach works. It's the being doing the doing. It's not the doing. Mm. You've got to check yourself. You've got to really see who are you being? So what happened for me that changed everything was I was struggling. I mean, 18 months in, making no money, I had left this half a million dollar business, uh, career at IBM. My husband was like, are you going to like go back on LinkedIn and get a new job? Like, what, what are like, we going to do? What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? And I realized I was still just being the version of Julie that didn't have a successful business yet. So I was like throwing spaghetti at the wall, trying everything, right? Do, 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 do. And I heard someone say, well, you're not being a six-figure entrepreneur right now. And I was like, what are you talking about? This changed everything for me. I start, when I learned this concept of forget just the doing, it's how you're showing up to do it. Are you making decisions and thinking and feeling 
like that version of you already? Are you thinking and feeling like you're already the six-figure entrepreneur? I'm like, no, I'm definitely not. I started to do some, this is what I teach, right? This is, I started to do this work. I went from 45,000 in, in revenue in 2019 to 450,000 in revenue in 2020. Holy shit. And I was doing all the things in 2019. This was the shift. Okay. I thought I it was I like to think of it as radical responsibility of my attitude, my vibration, my thinking and feeling, my mindset. There's lots of words for it, right? But it's all the same thing. It's not just the doing, it's who the heck are you being? Mm-hmm. And it's like I, when, when I'm working with clients, it's literally physical. Like when I can tell when their shoulders are slumped, they're down like this, they're like, ah, but I'm trying everything and this isn't working. Like I already know it's in their attitude and who they're being. It is a physical shift and it's not woo-woo. It is real. And if my my results have shown it and so many of my clients, it's it's you have to actually alter. And that's what this formula is all about. When you think about, and I'll just kind of describe it quickly for people, yes. like you think about, you know, so it's parentheses, T plus F, thoughts plus feelings in parentheses, multiplied by A cubed, which is action cubed equals any result you want in life. Ooh. This formula works for relationships, money, business. I mean, you name it, the health and fitness, it doesn't matter. If you guys remember when you were doing an equation in math, I know I was didn't love math either, but we all- I was all, like, girl, we're bringing in algebra right now. <laughs> what do you do first in an equation? The parentheses. You've got to work on who you're being, your thoughts and feelings before you start taking massive action. It's just the way this works. Mm. And so I like to think of you're working on who you're being as you're taking massive action consistently, that's when the results happen. They don't happen any other way. And I think that we've been kind of lulled into this idea of overnight success because of social media. It doesn't exist. No, it does not. Overnight breakthroughs happen. And that's what happened to me, right? I went from 45,000 in a year to over 450,000. And then I went to a million the next year. Okay. Mm-hmm. The reason that happened, those were overnight breakthroughs. But there was 18 months ahead of that breakthrough that the, the struggle was real, right? And it was that continual working on the who I was being combined with the actions and being persistent over time, that's what gives you the result. And we're used to things happening quick. And, you know, this is my big advice. Love your dreams so much that you're willing to let it take as much time as it's going to take as long as you don't give up on it. That's the key. Oh, I feel like that's the facts in anything, in anything that you want in life. It doesn't even matter if it's your business or whatever, but whatever your dream may be, I cannot speak enough power into what you just said. Like you can, you cannot give up. Persistence. So, you know, I think the biggest thing I want people to take away from this is that watch the questions you ask yourself, right? So when you find yourself struggling and you go, okay, what do I need to do? Or you want to go start asking the next coach or get the next course or pause yourself and just say, really, who am I being, right? Who am I being? I have a little simple exercise for you, okay? Just take a blank piece of paper and a pen, super easy. Okay. Draw a line down the middle. And I want you to write on the right-hand side, I want you to think about 
you have the next goal in your business achieved. Maybe it's to hit six figures. Maybe it's to be bringing in $10,000 a month. Maybe it's 5,000. Maybe you just want to get your first client, whatever it is. I want you to think about yourself having achieved that and just brainstorm on the right side of that page. How will you feel? What will some of the thoughts you'll be thinking? What are some of the qualities that you will possess having achieved that? Right. So mm-hmm. it's things like, oh, I'll be so happy and grateful. I will feel abundant. I, you know, I, I disciplined, right. Dedicated, like all these things are going to come up. That's like a list. Now you got to look on the left-hand side and say, okay, how am I being right now? What are my dominant thoughts right now? How am I feeling right now without that goal achieved yet? Mm-hmm. How am I showing up? What are some of my qualities? And you're going to start to see a gap. One of the big ones I see in people is um, discipline, determination, um, confidence. That's going to be on that to-be list. We call it the to-be list. You got to start stepping into that now to actually achieve that result. So it starts to show you your gap in who you're being and who you're showing up as. And we know, right? We know. We know when we're not being disciplined. We know when we're not, not being dedicated. We know when we're... We're not being persistent and sticking with something. So when you start to just be honest with yourself, you can see, okay, listen, I need to step into that version of me now. I need to try her on. I like to say we got to practice being her until we're her. Yes. That's like a better way to to convince yourself too. It's like, you're just like, I'm just going to do this. Yes. Because you're not going to get that result unless you actually, like that result just doesn't go poof. It comes from becoming her, mm. it, right? That's the whole point of this whole thing, right? Because here's the punchline. You're going to hit that result and you're like, okay, what's next? You're going to celebrate it for a hot second and be on to the next thing. We're in this constant evolution of who we're becoming. So just be honest with yourself. Start to look, where is there that gap, right? You already know who you'll be when you have that result achieved. Well, where's that gap right now? And where can you start? I, a lot of my clients... It's a procrastination decision-making. So I say, okay, you know that when you have that goal achieved, you're going to be a decision-maker. Start being a decision-maker right now. Mm-hmm. Stop back and forth in your mind things. Start practicing being that today. Start making decisions in your business. Start showing up. Start not procrastinating. I promise you that's what's going to help you get to that goal. Oh my gosh. Okay. So just to, I mean, I feel like we have covered so much in such a short amount of time. Um, Slay Nation, stand by. You will get the PDF. You will get an article like listing these things out because I know there's lots of you listening that are just like, oh my gosh, that was so much. What did she even say in the beginning? So (laughs) we will recap. This is why you also have a podcast. You can replay, go back in time and take some notes. Um, But just to leave our audience with a little bit, I mean, we've already like dove into 5 million different action items, but a little bit of, you know, maybe some mindset and thoughts that they can start implementing in themselves to just get this ball rolling. Because I know it definitely seems like a huge mountain to climb when you're standing at the bottom. It is. And I think that the biggest thing, you know, is marketing and mindset go hand in hand. So it did seem like a lot. I'm a big fan of, I used to study with Bob Proctor and he was always about repetition. Mm. So if this resonated with you, go back 
back and listen to it again. Read books more than once. Listen to podcast episodes more than once. It is how it goes from confusion, you're kind of reacting to something, to having things sink in deeper. You become a different person the next time you have let you go to listen to it because now it's starting to process. So keep that in mind. That's really, really important. But marketing and mindset go hand in hand. And so keep it simple. And when you're about to write an email or do a post or whatever, please remember to center yourself back to the person you're trying to serve. If you can put the person you're trying to serve, the person that, again, we're going to love the client before they pay you a dollar. If you can do that ahead of every post, every email and put them first, you'll get out of your own head. You start to join the conversation in their head. And that's how you start to build that belief. That's marketing. Mm. It's simple. Always be thinking of that person that you're, you want to like not convince, but you want to help them believe that you are the person for them. Get into the mindset of thinking and feeling about that person first before you take the action of posting, of emailing, because that's who the message is for. I love it. Where can people get in touch with you, follow you, learn more? Yeah. Well, the podcast, we talk a lot about these things in chunks in the podcast, Ignite Her Mind, the podcast. And then we have a free community, Ignite Her Society. It's igniteHerSociety.com. I do a daily message to help you with your TNF, to help you with your thoughts and feelings. It's totally free. It's the biggest work you need to do is on your thoughts and feelings rather than just the actions. And so if you join the free community, you get a free daily message for me to help you do just that. And where do we find this community? Ignitehersociety.com. Super simple. And you can, you can also find it on my website, juliestiardi.com. Amazing. Thank you so much, Julie. We've learned so much. We've, we've covered so much. So uh, take the repetition advice and re-listen to this podcast. Maybe grab a little notebook and jot down some things while we're going. Uh, but until next time, Slay Nation, thank you so much for listening. Julie, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much. 